about the cricket. Okay, so as we we're getting set up, I um, I put on my headphones, and I'm like, is Matthew like playing something through our our sound system? That's like cricket noises, and Matthew's like, <laughs> oh no, there's a cricket outside. I'm like, hmm, I thought it's going through the headphones, and then um, long story short, we realized that there's a cricket behind where Emily is sitting and outside but outside sorry yeah are you 100% sure it's outside I well I, I haven't like that checked was a perfect but opportunity <laughs> though that was a perfect opportunity for you to go silent for the cricket cricket you know you know how people do that they'll be mm-hmm. like say something they'll be caught they'll blow. wow I can really so, articulate today They'll pause for a minute and they'll be like, cricket, cricket, you know. Yeah. I think we Sorry. should do that to just see if they can hear it. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize that's what you were doing. But, uh, no, but there's a cricket outside behind you, or at least I think it's outside. Mm-hmm. I haven't, like, fully checked, but it can well, be no, heard. No, no. I'd say it is because I tapped on the wall and it, it it like didn't move or anything, but it stopped for a while, and then mm-hmm. it, it resumed. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. so if you hear a cricket, um, you'll know why it it's outside, but it can still be heard from Emily's microphone for whatever yes. reason. And so well, yeah. we're not like sitting outside or something. It's just there's a cricket nearby for whatever reason, <laughs> and it's kind of loud. Yeah, and kind of, oh, sort of annoying for me. I feel like it gives it a summertime homey feel. It's true, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, crickets. I just wanted to crickets. <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to mention because yeah. I don't know in case you heard it and you're like, "What? What's this cricket here for?" That would be why. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't know what it's doing out there. That we don't usually have them. Like, I mean, well, I guess crickets well, are flirting. crickets, but isn't that what that sound is? That's their flirting actually, sound. Actually, technically, I technically, yes. I don't know. It, yeah. I think so. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would look it up. But cricket pickup lines. <laughs> 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 so glad I'm not a cricket. Yeah. And then, of course, my mind's now going to cricket wireless, which I don't have, but. <laughs> Know. Or cricket, the isn't there a game cricket? Yeah, it's a Brit. Isn't it is British it, sport? I think is it. Think is it British. like croquet? Is it a croquet, croquet? Croquet. You know they hit. Well, like we have different. I don't know. I think it is something like that. Or is I it a card game? <laughs> no, no, no. But I know there's a cricket bat or something like that, isn't it? I yeah, thought, you're I right. Think. Yeah, there's like is a it bat. like ten, more no, tennis? No, is that rugby? No, rugby's like. <laughs> I don't know. There's badminton. That, well, that's, yeah, that's like. Yeah, it's a m- mating call. Or <laughs> it's flirting. Sorry. Sorry, the cricket Sorry I just interrupted you. The, cr- <laughs> the cricket Sorry. sound that is. Sorry, I was looking Hold at. On. <laughs> okay, we had to pause for the crickets. <laughs> you know. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay, yeah, sorry. I just interrupted your conversation. I was looking it up. It is a mating call. Okay. Sorry, what were you guys okay, talking so about? So then can you now. Um, <laughs> Oh, information source. Okay. Um, can you now look up the game cricket? All 
right? We're trying to figure out if we're it's trying like, to figure out if it's like croquet or if it's like I think tennis. it's like croquet with these flat paddles. It is a bat and ball game played between two teams. It's baseball of eleven players on a field. Yeah, it's basically baseball. Why don't they just call uh, it okay. baseball? Because I think baseball is an American sport, but I'm not fully sure. That makes sense. It's kind of like um, I think so. Like when we say football or like American football, like we think of we think of it like it's American football, and we think of it like as an American sport. But I actually think that there is a similar equivalent in rugby. England, well, I, which is rugby. I yeah. say I know which it, that so I get because football everywhere else is soccer, and that actually makes more sense because they are I, mo- I the majority of the contact. Is, with the, with is the with the their feet. Football. Yeah. American right. football. Forward pass. There's like teeny tiny portion. Kick, kick a field goal, kick off. Yeah. And then the rest That's of it's it. like run and it's tackle. All yeah. I it mean, should be called. I never understood why it was called football, but because I'm American, I'm used to just calling it football. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, to me, it's still football and soccer is soccer. Even though it's football to, I guess the rest of the world besides America. Yeah, I actually really, I, don't I don't know. think I really knew that rugby was the equivalent of football other places. I'll, I mean, it's not like perfectly equivalent, so. but oh, it's okay. it's it's actually rougher, it's a similar, isn't it? Uh, I heard that it was know. more like violent. Well, not violent, but I don't think they wear as much protective gear. But, uh, it depends on you know what um, football team you're playing against. I suppose how how violent it gets. Yeah. Well, I think rugby has like a different number of um, danger, uh, or excuse me, has a no- <laughs> different, different number, number of, of players um, than <laughs> than American football. Apparently, this claims that football is more dangerous. Rugby players suffer more cuts and bruises, but football players get concussions and broken bones, uh. torn ligaments, <laughs> um, heat-related injuries. I don't know what that means. Well, like, uh, like oh, oh like heat, heat stroke. Heat stroke. Okay, yeah. but rugby, that theoretically could be too, I don't know. That's not, I don't feel like that's football specific, American football specific. Well, it could specific, be if they're wearing more heavy gear than they do in rugby. Yeah. It causes them to overheat quicker. Uh, that's true, I guess. Anywho. Anyway. Wow, all this from cricket <laughs> sounds. <laughs> cricket sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but cricket is... It seems like baseball, but not they have like, like exactly a flat bat that their bat looks silly. Well, I mean, okay, I'm I sorry guess, I don't know. to any people, any cricket fans, any listening uh, British to this, people watching, or the, your, well, the not bat watching, looks listening. different from what I'm used to. That's a more PR way to say it. I guess for me, it looks like a giant paddle, and I'm like, man, I'm glad my parents never found out about one of those when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Cricket is almost like a circular field, so there's like an infield, but the outfield, like baseball, it's just like one, you know, direction. Cricket has like a, the outfield is like a circle, circle, blah, it's a circle, or roughly a circle, and so it actually goes like behind like the batter, so hmm. like behind the batting area, there would be an outfield. Circle of cricket. <laughs> so. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Crickets, sports. Yeah. All kinds of interesting stuff. 
That was interesting. And now listen to some crickets for a while. <laughs> you know, one thing, because, okay, so crickets, they do remind me of summertime. I, One thing that I do miss in Florida, and people say, oh, we have them, but I don't I see them once in a great while. I miss um, lightning bugs. Hmm. Yeah. Or fireflies. Yeah, they, like, I'll call. see one every couple of years or something like that. I've heard I'm like, where did you come from? Time, yeah. I've heard that fireflies, you know, let me... Fire, fireflies? Fireflies. Let me look this up before I actually like, say this. But, or before I commit to what I say. But um, <laughs> I think fireflies are endangered or something like that. <gasps> what? Yeah, let me see. Maybe that's why you haven't say seen so many so. No, I love fireflies. I used to catch them when I was little. They're, and put okay, them in so a jar. Listed as that's not why extinct. they're... Um. Is that why they're in Oh no! <laughs> they're in the jar. That's yeah, they. Uh, I think okay. they're considered endangered. Hmm. Apparently, habitat. They're like losing habitats by like people building houses, ah. allegedly. Well, I so I do know like when we lived in Oklahoma, you know, you would see a couple here and there, and it was cool yeah. to try to catch them. When we lived in Missouri, we had a creek next to our house and at night the lightning bugs there was amazing it looked like yeah, stars I, remember, I thought there was a lot of lightning bugs when mm. we lived in depending on the oh yeah depending on like the year yeah there were some years that they were you know more numerous than others but yeah no i would catch them and then i wanted them as my pet so i'd stick them in a jar and stick grass in there because when you're a kid every bug you know eat grass obviously eats grass because that's (laughs) all that's out there because you don't want to think about bugs eating other bugs that sounds like a cruel world so you think everything eats grass or ants that actually like eat human food if they find it or other things if they find it well i never wanted ants like Mm. uh, people be like oh yeah ant Ant farms farms. i never i never got that I never understood that. But the problem is, is like, what happens if they accidentally escape? Then you have like a bunch exactly. of ants crawling in your house. Mm. I don't know. That's where the ants in your pants game come from. Which has always been a disturbing <laughs> <laughs> concept. I was going to go quiet there for a minute and just let the crickets talk again. But yeah. Anyway. anyway. Well, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on from insects and critters and. Um, Sports. Did we do anything interesting this week with church? We did have a youth, our youth event. We had a youth game night. Yeah. Tonight, actually. We just came from that. So that was fun. Cool. Well, Nathan and I. Yeah. Um, you've come, Matthew's come with me on youth events before, too. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, we had a game but night. It was me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll be doing more of those um, in the future. So, and I'll talk about it a little bit more, but also this morning I uh, went to a, I'll talk about a little bit more later in the podcast, but this uh, morning uh, we had a, a city prayer event uh, for our nation. And that was really, that was really awesome. Yeah. So. Cool. But I think now it's time to name that PK. Name that PK. <laughs> Guess what? 
scores all the way? Is it like 55,000 to 50,000? That or something sounds like right. That? Yes, I think so. I think I have 55,000 and she has 50,000 because we couldn't get one of them. There was one of them that neither of us could get. The doctor. We couldn't get the doctor. Doctor who? Oh, yes. We couldn't guess who? David Tennant last week. We couldn't guess David Tennant. Who? That was the second question. <laughs> and I got what you're doing. <laughs> I think it took me a second. Doctor there. who? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I got one of them. Naturally. She got the third one, but I don't remember what they were. But so, yeah. It's 55,000 yeah. for the quick wits and so 50,000. I guess the host did remember the score this time. He just had to think about it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so so our first one, I feel like we may have done it, but for whatever reason, he wasn't marked off my list. Mm. So if I repeated this person, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, this person is a famous, I think, bishop. Um, particularly known in Ireland. Um, Quickwits. St. Patrick? Yes. Yeah. I did use that I one before. I did think. use that one. I think. Do we want to... S- I'm sorry. No, it, you can still get okay. it. Okay. All right, Okay. Cool. So this next one... Wait, wait, wait. We have we have to acknowledge that there's now 65,000 points for the Quickwits. Okay, now you can do the next one. <laughs> okay. So are winners. <laughs> okay, so Horrible. this one... Uh, let's see how th- how does the this um, word is it is a um, this person was a Dutch post impressionist painter um, who is among the most famous influential oh, figures in the history. Oh, hold on, let me think of all those people that I know. <laughs> let me <laughs> just dig back into my art history file in the back of my brain. I thought well, you actually knew who this, it was. I, sorry, I was you being sarcastic. This person you might know um, because they are known for. A specific painting. Um, Let me. I want to get the name of this right. I believe it is called Starry Night. I knew I should have. Yeah. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Can you name his first name? Vincent. Hey. Correct. I was hoping you wouldn't, because then I could. I was almost gonna say Vincent, and I was like, I don't want to. I was like, I'll just say Van Gogh and see if he lets me get away with it. Yeah. let me see if I can find... You know that he drove a van? And that's how he got his well, name. I he said, wow, look at that Van Gogh. As soon as you said <clears throat> post-impressionist or whatever, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's going to be Vincent Van Gogh. But I, I kind of like want... I was like, I don't want to just throw that out there. And then I was, I was like, I'm going to wait until he mentions the painting because then I'll I'll know. He see, apparently I, was I, also a missionary before becoming an artist. Really? Wow. Yeah. Neat. See, I was so going to start going like Ninja uh, Turtles. With, it doesn't... Like, Fully say it. Let me see. Michelangelo and <laughs> Rembrandt's not one of the Ninja Turtles, is it? No. But Leonardo. Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, he was a missionary in southern Belgium. Oh, hmm. that's neat. Yeah. Cool. Did not know that. Okay, so now it's right. it's sixty thousand to sixty-five thousand. No, he's All trying right. to cover up that he's so a sore winner, but I'm not a sore winner. I just want recognition <laughs> for getting an answer correctly. All right. Okay. So this one is a hard one because I kind of. Uh, why? Well, because see, I it's know okay. I know this person's name. It sounded really familiar, but I have a feeling you guys might know 
him more than me. Oh, I um, thought you wait, wait, how does that make it a hard I thought one? the path that because, he was uh, Because going I'm not down. fully sure. I'm not oh, fully okay. sure if you will know it more than me, but I feel like I've heard you mention his name before, so... <laughs> okay. We'll I felt see. like the path he was going down was like, this one's kind of a hard one. I mean, I kind of recognize the name, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think you guys will. <laughs> no, I think you guys will before Okay. Me. Here's what I do know. Okay. You probably will know some of his work because he is a musician mm. he is a um worship leader uh he um uh, i don't think this will help you identify him but he's actually an anglican um and he's um in london i guess uh he is <laughs> part of <laughs> i just lost every uh, he had his so this is the thing where it's you know unfortunate you can't see us as we're doing it matthew is sitting there with his buzzer right by the microphone ready to go off and as soon as he's like he's an anglican and he lives in london he just drops <laughs> it down to his side well, like my, I've first, got my mind idea. first goes to like chris tomlin or something <laughs> like that and then it's like in london i'm like nope you lost me <laughs> but i will i'll try all right to sorry continue because okay, so i knew there was a musician hits. coming but okay I don't know so he yeah, um he leads um something called worship central if you ever heard of that he is sung he was the author of a song called here i am to worship um, and he is the <gasps> author of a song called Happy Day, which I uh, believe we've sung before. Um, uh, and he oh. sung with uh, Super Sleuths. He sung with Super Sleuths? No. Oh. I don't know. I w- Quick Wits. Israel Hutton? No. Oh. No, 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 no. It's not him. Okay. Uh, is he is the leader of... Th- Hold on. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Are we, <laughs> wait. We're not allowing double buzzing. Well, you already got it wrong, so it's okay. A it should only be worth half. Credit. No, okay, I'm kidding. No, I'm well, kidding. that's what I'm. At. Well, that's what I'm after. Okay. I'm after some. I'm after some half credit to tie me up. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> to tie with Matthew. Anyway. Okay. Um. Did, was he part of the band Delirious? He was not, but oh. he um no he was, credit for me. So he actually he founded a charity with Martin mm. Smith, who was from Delirious. So you're really on the right track. Um he sung with Matt Redman. Um and it was part of uh Soul Survivor mm. Watford Church. Matt Mayer. No. No, no, no. no. Uh, Tim Hughes, have you? Okay, that I, na- the name is familiar, but, but yeah, yeah, I, w- I, I would have like known the author who sheets yeah. of like the music, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. We're so gonna have to he, pay uh, more attention to those. <laughs> I know, those right? Authors on those. Sorry, so the, I figured that would be a hard one because I knew I I had heard the name before, but I didn't yeah. know. Hmm. I don't know. What was the song you mentioned? Oh, here I am to here worship. Am to like worship. that was like yeah, that's that's like the. Yeah. Waymaker of the 90s. <laughs> yeah, and then he also wrote Happy Day, which oh, I feel like we... Happy yeah. Day. See, that's where I was getting happy the Israel Hutton Hutton thing. Was he a part of that song? No, I don't know, but it was like the similar style to oh. some of the songs that I think of him singing or yeah. writing. He also, I believe he recorded um, something. He did like something with Ren Collective Experiment, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of collaboration. Uh-huh. Neat. And um, so, yeah, anyway. That's cool. So, yeah, he was a PK. And he, he's actually an Anglican, which I thought was interesting because 
in America, we don't really have Anglican <laughs> Anglicans here. Well, I think. No, they have Anglican churches oh, we do? here. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Forget, forget I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's unique anyway. Cricket. Cricket. So, um, so that is that the final one. That is the final one. So that so. makes it sixty-five thousand to sixty thousand. I just, yeah. I just need that little edge. I mean, I was like, no, I wasn't really close. I felt like I was close though. Yeah, you, you were on the right track when yeah. you said delirious. I thought you, you were like really close because. Yeah. I believe they were. I think they're like together, like passion and delirious. There's a few people that are. Like associated with each other. Mm. Anyway, and Sonic Flood. I don't remember who was part of Sonic Flood, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, all right. Until next time, Matthew is still ahead, but one of these days I'm gonna one of these up on days. Him. I'm gonna get mm. get the edge on him. Get the edge. I know that you know. That he knows, so I've got the edge. <laughs> I got the edge. All right. So, um, I mentioned before that I was going to talk about the prayer event. Mm-hmm. So, um, what we're well, let me come back to that. So, what you know, we're going to talk about today on the podcast is just um, discussing kind of some current current events of you know, we're seeing, um, you know, a lot of places were opening back up after quarantine with COVID and a lot of churches are kind of trying to get back into swing of things. And there have been some increases in numbers. And so we're kind of seeing, uh, governments closing churches down. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to take some time just to give um, our thoughts on that and some scriptures that we find that correlate with that. But um, one thing that uh, was cool for me today was to get to be a part of, we did a, uh, the uh, churches in our city got together and did a prayer just for our nation for several things, not just, you know, with COVID, but also with other things going on with, um, dealing with racism and, and just our country sometimes mm-hmm. like for me, I, I, you know, I've kind of backed off of watching the news just because it's like every time you go on there, you go, Oh my goodness. Like it's, it's fallen apart, you know? And I think we made the joke before, you know, I saw the joke oh, before yeah. of where's the handbasket, you know, cause it's like they, <laughs> you know, they have the saying, Oh, oh they're man. going to hell in a handbasket. And you're like, you're like, what, you know, you're looking around for the handbasket because it's like it's just so crazy so much, and ridiculous. Yeah, so crazy you know, it's on. like what hap- has happened, and then you see pictures of you know cities, and it it's like that doesn't look like that's America because it looks so t- it looks war torn. You know, yeah. But anyway, so we just came together to pray over that, just to you know pray prayer of just repentance in our country of you know, uh, of believers not taking a stand and praying about these things and just kind of 
letting things slide. You know, it's easy to do that where you just go, oh, you know, that's what unbelievers do. So that's going to happen. And instead of taking an active role and praying for those people to know Jesus. But I just thought it was really cool because it's, I've never seen this anywhere else that I've lived. And I mean, we came from the Bible belt. You know, which is the Midwest. Yeah. They call yeah. the Midwest the Bible Belt because there there are a lot of like big you know churches there and that are that are founded in in that area. But and a lot of uh, Christian entertainment was in um, like music videos and like shows and stuff were kind of in like Oklahoma area mm-hmm. in like yeah. the eighties and nineties and stuff. Yeah. And, um, but I've never seen anything like this until we moved here. And if, I mean, if, if you're listening and they, you have this in your community, we would love to hear about it. But what has happened is the churches in our city, the pastors have gotten together and they actually, um, meet, they actually have like a fellowship. Um, I think it's once a month that they do it. I think so. Um, like that. Yeah, and something like that. Yeah. Every so often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with that. Once um, in a blue moon. But they get together and just take time to encourage each other and just have a time to like just kind of talk and, you know, just even if they're having, you know, just needing encouragement from each other and like, hey, I'm going through this right now, you know, they do that. And then they also do talk about things going on in the community um, but then they'll have every so often they'll have like an event that just it's not one pastor that's putting on the show or one church. It's just something they all come together and do. And I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, there was issues of red tide in our area. Mm. And that was one of the things they did was they got, you know, a big Which, group together and prayed over it. And Actually, yeah. it went away. If you're, and if yeah. you're not familiar with what red tide is, if you're in a different area, oh, yeah. it's um, <laughs> like what is it, there's a, a bacteria in the that's in the ocean. I think it's there as a general rule. The it's bacteria there itself normally, yeah, it's like a type of algae. It, yeah, but it blooms. Every, it blooms, and sometimes if they're dumping things into the ocean, sometimes it causes it to bloom. But for whatever reason, we had a really bad, long-lasting bloom of this algae. And what the problem with it is. The, one of the main problems is is it causes the fish to die mm-hmm. and wind up on your beach and stink and mm-hmm. cause people to have yeah. respiratory issues um, from the the bacteria from like all the dead fish and just the stuff. I think some of the bacteria itself will, can cause respiratory issues yeah, if, it's, it's, if it's blooming too much in the ocean. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just causing people to get like sick yeah it was yeah. really not you could well, tell well, when it was bad too like i could be driving where my work it is it's a little more inland and i remember i was driving home one day and i'm like i start i was in my car and i started coughing once i got closer to the water because then oh i was like goodness. it was a bad like with a, yeah. we would wear masks then because it would just help protect when you would go outside yeah. to protect from it because mm-hmm. it was like yeah, and, and to be clear, like, this is somewhat of a normal thing that happens in the sense that there's, like, a season before we've talked about, like, the love bug season where there's, like, a, a season where it, you know, it, it, like, reproduces and so you see a lot more of them. And so with this al- particular allergy, there is, like, a, a season in which it will do it for, like, a short time. But what was happening here 
is it just like never went away. Yeah. And it was yeah. like months. It, it doesn't always yeah, have to be. Yeah, it was like be. months at a time. And so like it's not good normally anyway as right. it is because it's still it's a it's a bacteria that can irritate you um, and of course kill animals and stuff. Yeah. But sea it's life. even worse when it lasts for months and months. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of what made me not want to go to the beach for a while. Yeah. But and that but group got together and prayed. Yeah, they got together and prayed. Yeah, so and back then, to yeah, they got together <laughs> and prayed. Here. And it wasn't very long afterwards that it actually did clear up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so today, you know, they got together to pray. But, and it just, it's so cool to me that, and it, like, it's not any one denomination of churches either. Yeah, it's no. not like, oh, all the Baptist churches got together or all the, Assemblies of God and churches got like together. It's not even like all the non-denominational churches got together. No, it's, it's like all it's the different, different denominations. Yeah, you have, you know, different ones. You have like Lutherans, you have Baptists, you have uh, Assemblies of God. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. You have They're Calvary. Christian church. church. Yeah, Christian church. Like there's different ones. Our church is non-denominational, but it's all these different churches that um, have come together And there wasn't, you know, any like, oh, well, you know, there was no advertising for their own church. It was all just about praying. But it's really cool because there was a good size group of people there. I mean, I would say there's probably about 200. And they did, um, you know, they did have them spread out their chairs. It was an outdoor event. They had them spread out their chairs. They offered them masks, you know, so they were following guidance you know and and being respectful in that sense but still saying we're going to come together and we're going to pray and I just thought it was really cool and you could sense um just kind of a little bit of excitement from everyone of getting together as a big group of believers because you know we never closed our doors you know, there was one service that we felt like we were supposed to not have s- service in person that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and with our church, there's sometimes like we've had stuff like that before. And so we don't really even know that it was about the virus necessarily. You know, we just, um, you know, our, just our dad always is endeavors to be led by the Holy Spirit. And if, you know if he feels like we need to do something different, he will, you know, even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't make sense, you know, we've had times where it was like, we were all going to, you know, we had a Bible study planned and the weather looked bad. And he's like, you know what? I think we should cancel it. And then all of a sudden it didn't rain. And I'll be like, why did I cancel it? You know, but you never know if those things, you know, yeah, you're missing something that would be harmful by go, you know, by going. Of, like, I don't see anything that would have, you know, been worth canceling for. It's like, well, that's because you weren't there, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't. You felt you're supposed to cancel it, so nothing yeah. did happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I had a situation recently where um, I was planning something with some people, and we were going to end up doing it outdoors, and it was starting to rain. And we're like, yeah, maybe we should, you know, postpone it. And uh, we ended up postponing it just a, like a few hours and then like moving locations of where we were going to be. And that storm was actually like a really bad storm, mm-hmm. even though by the time we, not necessarily the time we would have been, you know, together, but by the time we did get together, it was pretty clear. 
yeah you know it still was not you know a good storm to be doing yeah. stuff in you know but it just you know the you know prayer event it just made me realize how important it is for believers to get together you know like i said our mm-hmm. church we mm-hmm. we didn't really experience that because we were able to still meet and comply with you know the guidance from our government mm-hmm. um but some of the churches that were bigger and well i say comply it, it wasn't we never had an executive order that we couldn't Right in right. Florida, like the, the so guidelines from like the CDC, the guidelines of like how many people together and and staying the safe distance you know. and all that. And so, even though the other churches that were bigger, they didn't have to close down. A lot of them did, just you know, especially because at first everything was really unknown and right, they right. didn't really know what was going on, but. You could just sense like the excitement of everyone um, being together the, as a the group of believers. The assembly of the brethren. Yeah. They were saying like, uh, yeah. says it in Hebrews about not forsaking the assembly. Mm-hmm. Something about a bunch of believers getting together that's you know really cool. I mean, actually, I just think about now it's kind of a glimpse of what heaven is going to be like. You know, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of believers together for one purpose to you know be with the Lord, and it's not about your denomination your race your gender whatever you know mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of believers together we all have in common that we trust in jesus for our salvation you know and yeah. we're getting kind of a glimpse of that on earth mm-hmm. with that and I, w- I wasn't there for the, the prayer thing today but mm-hmm. but something yeah. about getting together like that yeah i think yeah. you're thinking of hebrews 10 I 10 25 i think i think so the, the assembling of yeah. yourselves together yeah because mm-hmm. i think we mentioned it last week or something like that yeah but um, anyway and i remember there was one lady there she was saying well we should just have an outdoor service she's like i've never heard of this a church's doors being closed on a sunday you know and she just was talking about that and you know it's been really sad to drive by some of these really big churches on sunday and nobody's there and a lot of them, they've moved to online services, so they've done what they know to do. And there's, and I, and I'm not criticizing anyone for doing online services. That's not my no. point. I'm just saying, um, it's just sad because even though it's good to do the online services to to come up with creative ways to to still have a church service there's still something very very important about coming together as believers mm-hmm. and encouraging one another it just says that's yeah. you know that scripture and um it's really bothersome to me to see a trend that i think is dangerous yeah. and um you know in the news and so you know this is kind of just current events but um recently california put out um law that that within church services they are not allowed to sing at the services because singing can spread the droplets far the droplets as far as coughing and sneezing but even if they were masked they're not allowed to but yet you know what about talking are you going to ban talking too because someone could spit 
<laughs> anyway, so, sorry. And it's just, it's like, are you serious? You know, the, and it was something directed specifically at churches. And then now they've gone to the point where they felt the numbers were big enough that they've said that um, places of worship, they're not allowed to assemble together. And they've included, I, they've closed all the gyms again. They've closed all their, you know, the salons and different things. And, um, but yet they were saying, well, drive-in theaters are still okay. So then I, I don't know. I mean, I hadn't heard of churches in California doing drive-in services. I know there were a lot of churches in Oklahoma that were doing that. I'm not sure. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they weren't, but mm-hmm. I just wonder, are they going to, would they give, you know, they'll let a drive-in okay. theater, right. but would they give a church hassle about doing a drive-in? Yeah. So they also grouped in protests with churches saying that, like, they need to not do protests, too. But How nice of the government to say that you can't protest. I that. know, <laughs> which is like, excuse me, <laughs> so you can't protest? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, anyway. I, and I do not, I do not promote being destructive but mm-hmm. yeah no that's there's a difference between standing up for what you believe in yeah. and but, and destroying someone's property yeah to, you know. yeah well my point of it is is like but the government's not really like usually if you're going to protest something it's usually the government occasionally a business mm-hmm. but like if you're going to have an organized protest it's against the government usually so like yeah. obviously the government wouldn't like that anyway so right so anyway, it, I mean, there's there's a lot of things you could get into, but the big thing that I look at and I am bothered by is just with this scenario, and I just see the church coming under attack. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. It could, it, it's you just see the, you hear these different stories of there were churches in other states that did do outdoor services, and they were there were people harassing them and threatening to arrest them and these different things. And, um, I think in, and I, and I'm not saying I understand all the way of, um, how to differentiate this, but I think one thing that can happen is, so in the scripture we see, actually the Bible teaches us to respect our authority, even our government authority. Mm -hmm. And in uh, Romans 13, it says, verse one, it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good, but if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and adventure to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. And it continues on to talk about paying your taxes and those sort of things. And I think sometimes people look at that and they go, 
well, okay, that means in whatever the government says we do, we have to do. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you back up into chapter 12, um, verse 18, it says, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. So it is true that you shouldn't just cause problems all the time. And sometimes you do see people where I think they go into the ditch the other way where they're like, well, you can't make me do that. And I'm going to listen to God and not man. And, and they, they mm-hmm. don't, they don't have a it. just cause Mm-mm. of saying that this contradicts scripture. It's just like, you told me to do this and I feel like it's overreaching. So I'm not going to do it just for the sake of defying a, a government, which is not, right. you know. Right, like, there's a difference between defiance of, of your government just because you want to defy your government versus, like, they're telling you to do something evil, and right. you're not going to do if, that. If what they tell you to do is contradicting what God's Word says to do, then that's a, a situation um, in, in Acts. Um, I don't know if you're looking that up. There, but um, in Acts chapter four, um, I think it was religious leaders that were doing it, but because um, the Jewish leaders didn't like the preaching of Jesus, but they told um, they told the apostles to um, to not speak in the name of Jesus. Um, and so I'm trying to see, um, and. It, and so they told them in Acts chapter four about not um, not speaking in his name. And one of the things that they they took counsel about what they should do. Um, and uh, in verse nineteen it says, "But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye." He said, "For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard." And so they threatened them a little more. And then they let them go. Yeah. Um, but um, so it was like basically they said, don't preach. What did it say? I think in verse 18 right before it, um, com- they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus, you know. And so that these leaders were st- telling them that, you know, we've, you know, we can't hold you here anymore or whatever, but you can go out and live your life, but don't talk about Jesus anymore. And they said, well, you know, you can tell us that. It's like whether or not we should listen to you or listen to God. You, you, you know, judge with yourself. He says, judge you. It's like you judge in your own heart. Should we listen to you or listen to God if you're contradicting God? And so he said, we can't help but talk about Jesus. And so, right. you know, in that situation, if the government is telling you not to talk about Jesus, well, you that's when you say, I follow God not man but there are yeah. situations where jesus himself they um when jesus was doing his ministry on the earth i can't think of um the reference where it is right now but they asked him they're like it was during his last week and they were asking all kinds of questions they're like is it lawful to pay taxes you know to caesar you know or not and he, he was like i think he you know called them out for their hypocrisy and he asked to see a coin and he said, whose, you know, image and superscription is on it? They said, Caesar's. He said, well, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God. He, so he was saying, is it right to pay taxes? He's like, well, yes, this is, you know, Caesar's mm-hmm. money, so give it to him, but also give to God 
what is God's, you know, yeah. that separation. So there, he's talked about, he didn't, he didn't, you know, advocate for, you know, being violent against your government mm-hmm. for no, you know, good reason. But at the same time, if they're telling you to disobey God, choose God over your government. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of, oh. Go ahead. Okay. It was kind of interesting because I thought you were going to steal my verse that I was going to bring up, but I actually was going to bring up a verse uh, which is similar. It's also in Acts, but this is Acts 5, uh, verses 28 and 29. Um, uh, let me see who's speaking. This is um, this is the council, I believe, saying, uh, let me, hang on, let me find the... Verse 27 it's 20, says it. Yes, the high priest. Sorry. Yes, thank you. Uh, so at the um, well, I'll just read. I'll start from twenty-seven. Then it says, "And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach uh, in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us.'" But Peter answered, Pe- "Excuse me." But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, "We ought to obey God rather than men." And, you know, there is a time where, where, you know, if your government says, you know, don't, you know, don't preach Jesus, don't, you know, do yeah. these, don't, you know, do something that is strictly against the word, then there comes a point where you have to say, no, I'm going to obey God rather than man. That's not yeah. just it. That's not just a, I don't like the government. This is, no, they're actually telling me to do something wrong. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, this is somewhat easier for me to say across, the, you know, the country and not in California where this would go into effect. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like this would be one of those times where like Absolutely. this is this is the government, you know, overreaching and and telling you to do something and basically pretty much persecuting you for your faith. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and that would be a time I'd. I mean, again, this is easier for me to say not where it's in effect, but well, yeah, be a time to gather. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of people, and I think we've talked about this, you know, a lot of people had expected the Messiah to come and lead, you know, like a rebellion against Rome. And that's not what Jesus did. I mean, I find it interesting that Jesus came at a time when the Jewish people were oppressed by Rome, but he actually didn't, he did not, he did what you're saying now. Yeah. He wasn't just like goodbye Rome. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't come and say, okay, let's, let's kick Rome out of here, you know, and let's take over. He didn't come and turn them into, you know, turn the the nation of Israel into this great empire. Mm-hmm. That wasn't what he was there to do. He came in and he actually kind of taught them how to live peaceably within that era. Mm-hmm. But because he very he well could have said, "Don't pay taxes," you know, yeah, to, right. to Rome. You Correct. Know. Right. He could have. That was a great opportunity, right? If he had wanted to do that, yeah. And he didn't, you know, and if, right. and that yeah. was partly why they brought it over to him because they thought if they could get him to say, "Oh, you shouldn't pay your taxes to Rome," then they can turn him over to the Romans, you know, as like a traitor. Say, oh, of sorts. Yeah. He said not to pay taxes yeah. to you. What are you going to do about it? You know, so he comes in at this, this, you know, turbulent time, but does not have them resist the government, but rather looks deeper at matters of the heart mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. people's eternity. 
and yet though still he he never he never um compromised on what he was to do you know he never compromised obviously he was right. perfect mm-hmm. so there's a way to respect the government and um still not give into it mm-hmm. you know yeah and i just um, see you know i see this trend of like right now it it's like well okay well they're just saying we can't meet in a big group but as soon as you have that you know oh you can't meet in a big group well now what are they going to say you can't well no no bible studies either and no you know when is it going to stop it's kind of interesting because if you had like talked to me a decade ago and said oh yeah this would happen in america you know 10 years from now i'd be like you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. But then I started seeing things where it, it happened, particularly this was with city governments, various places, mm-hmm. but n- not on a state level like this that I'm aware of, but where the the city govern there the city, you know, mayor, you know, was talking to churches is like, oh, you know, tell me what you're going to preach, you know, mm-hmm. send oh, in yeah. your notes. Like, yeah. nope. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, when do you get to, you know, yeah. say what I preach? And, and and but it was like a it was like a little thing. It's like okay, whatever. It certainly didn't affect me. I didn't live in one of those cities, but you know it might seem like a small thing. But it it's, feels like it's increased to okay. Well now, you can't sing in church. Oh no, now actually you can't even be in church, a church building now. Like mm-hmm. it's slowly getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. I understand, like, there's, you know, a responsibility for the public health, you know. But I'm Mm -hmm. just saying, I think it's just important. I just felt to bring it up just because I think it's important to keep our eyes open as believers and continue just to pray for our nation, pray for those in authority over us. So, you know, in Romans, the passage that I read, it talks about, I mean, God has appointed authority but unfortunately, there's authority figures that will not follow godly principles. Right. And so we need to pray for them. Pray, you know, pray for them to hear the gospel. Pray for them to have, mini- you know, people come across their path to minister Jesus to them because the decisions that they're making affects us. Right. And, um, yeah. But in the same sense, too. You know, and and we and we have a different situation than, you know, Jesus in Rome. We have a right, you yeah. know we have a democracy where v- we very different government. Can, um, you know, we can vote. You know, and and do those things, but you know, we do see things where some of that seems to be slipping. But our focus, you know, we need to make you know, we need to get direction as far as voting, but our focus does need to be in the, in the form of prayer Mm. and being ready that were something to happen where all of a sudden it moves from not just, Oh, you can't meet in the church buildings to you can't meet in your houses to all of a sudden, Oh, this, the Bible is banned in this area, whatever it is. Bible's banned. Right. 
you know, we need to be ready to say, to, to seek God and go, Lord, I need that. I need help with that differentiation of honoring authority, mm-hmm. but obeying God over man, you know, and, and making yeah. sure that it's when we do that moment of that stand of I'm obeying God, not man. It's not a matter of my own personal vendetta against the government, but it's rather me saying, this is what the Bible says I'm supposed to do. You know, and the Bible says that we are supposed to preach the gospel to all nations, to every creature. So, you know, we got to do it somehow. Yeah. One of the things too with, um, in the thing with Acts, so like we, what you had in Acts 5, you know, that was after, in, in Acts 4, one of the things that they did after, um, after in Acts 4, they told them, don't do, you know, don't do this. And they said, well, should we obey, you know, you judge whether we should obey God or man. One of the things they did um, is they went and after they left, after they got the, the threatenings, they prayed. And one, what they said in Acts four twenty nine in their prayer was, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. He said, By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And it says that the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Uh, neither said any of them that ought things, ought of the things which he had possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Just that passage right there is really good, you know, to yeah. as yeah. far as like revival for a nation, praying for the nation, what they... What they prayed was, you know, they said, um, Lord, look at their threatenings. They threatened us, you know, with harm if we preach Jesus. They, they didn't say, you know, uh, freak out. They, they said they, they said we're going to be th- you know, threatened, so give us boldness to preach, you know. And, yeah. and God gave that answer. That, he said, by pre- boldness to preach their word, he said, by stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders be done by the name of the Holy Child Jesus. So they... They had boldness to preach his word, and it was confirmed with the signs and wonders that they did in his name. And the place was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they had boldness to preach his word. So that's mm-hmm. something, if you're in one of those situations, to ask God for boldness to speak his word, and that signs and wonders follow. Yeah. And he will yeah. give you boldness to preach his word. And I guarantee you, one of the things that I also note is that Jesus talked about in um they call it i think the beatitudes or the sermon on the mount in matthew 5 about he said to you know blessed are you who are persecuted um for righteousness sake because that's how they they treated the prophets of old he said he said um let me actually read it real quick in matthew 5 um i had it here a second ago in matthew 5 um i start with verse 10 blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousnesses righteousnesses Righteousness' sake, uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. For my sake, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And even um, it talks in Revelation, he was talking to one of the, 
you know, the church, he talked about the churches to those who overcome. I'm going to give them this reward and that reward for those who overcome the things here. Just, just know if you're in a, that persecuted situation that, um, that, that, that there's reward. If you keep going, preaching his word, the reward that is awaiting you in heaven is so great. And Jesus said, you're blessed. And even, um, in Acts where we were before, when, after Acts 5, um, they went out, um, and it said that they rejoiced that they were considered worthy of those persecutions because they knew that Jesus said that they're, they're blessed that, you know, if you are enduring that persecution yet you're, he said that they were worthy of it. In other words, you, you have the ability to withstand it, that you've, mm-hmm. you are holding to his word, um, and uh, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but in in Revelation it talked um, um, with one of the churches he talked to, Church of Philadelphia. I just encourage you to to read it. One of the things he talked about, he said, you know, that there are works. He said that you've kept his word. Um, he said he'll keep you from the hour of temptation that's coming on the world, and it's just that there was reward for those um, who were um, keeping it. He was going to keep them from the hour of temptation. There's reward if you are. If you keep his word in the midst of this, this persecution tribulation, I guarantee you that the reward that is waiting you is is so much greater than anything that, that any government can put on you for doing God's word. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of wanted to mention um, just really quick here, and I won't um, read all of them, but uh, it kind of reminds me of the stories of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm-hmm. and the stories of Daniel. So um, if you want to read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I, I recommend reading it. Um, it's in Daniel chapter 3. Um, we are kind of low on time, so I, I won't um, read it, but it's a it's a story of some people where the government said, um, bow to this idol, and mm-hmm. they said, um, no, <laughs> we you know we're going to um, serve God. And, mm-hmm. and not do this. And um, the king said, okay, well, I'm going to throw you into this fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. And um, God delivered them from the fiery furnace. Yeah. And um, the other story um, is uh, Daniel chapter 6, which is Daniel in the lion's den, um, which is another story uh, where uh, there was a law put into place where you could only pray to the king. Um, the king of Babylon, or no, not Babylon, Media and Persia, mm-hmm. Who, whoever yeah. the king was at the time. Yeah. Darius. Uh, Darius. Darius, King Darius. Um, you could only pray to him. And obviously um, that is not <laughs> right for a, a believer. Um, he was actually Jewish, um, but um, Dan- Daniel was, Daniel was yeah. Jewish, um, but he didn't pray to um, the king. He prayed to um, God which he did already, you know, he just, he didn't change his ways. It said that he, um, let me see if I can find the verse. Uh, but, um, in Daniel chapter six, it talks about how that was his custom normally, um, where he to pray three times a day, right? Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, this is Daniel chapter six, verse 10. It said, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. So he wasn't necessarily doing this just because, well, you said I can't pray. 
right. you know, now, right. I'm, now I'm going to pray. No, like this was, this was him honoring God. This was, you know, what he did. This was yeah. him worshiping God. And the government said, uh, no, you can't do that anymore. And he did it anyway. And uh, he, he got thrown into a den of lions, uh, which were supposed to eat him, but um, didn't because God was yeah. faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to read, um, this is verse um, 21 and 22. I recommend reading the whole thing. Um, it's a good story, especially um, relevant to what we're talking about here. But um, but verse 21, this is after um, he's found alive and that he wasn't eaten by the lions. Uh, it says, Then Daniel said to the king, uh, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, king, I have done no wrong before you. Um, now the king was glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of his den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. And so God honored Daniel and protected him even in a crazy situation that, you know, people did wrong to him. And basically, you know, the lions would have killed Daniel. God was faithful to him and able to, to protect him. So, you know, if you ever find yourself in a situation where the government is like, oh, you know, no, 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 you can't worship God anymore. You know, you must, you know, Mm -hmm. do this or do that know that God is faithful and he will protect mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. There, uh, These are two great stories. Yeah. Again, that's Daniel chapter 3 and Daniel chapter 6 of where God protected people specifically who were were persecuted because of them worshiping God mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and honoring God and um, he protected them. Yeah. And one thing too to point out with that, I mean, because you mentioned Daniel was already praying three times a day. That was his custom. Right. Yeah. And I think that made a difference. One, mm-hmm. it gave him confidence to continue to do the right thing yeah. because he was developing a relationship with God through prayer. And um, the other thing too, it mentions that, you know, he prayed in his room and I think it's interesting to point out he didn't, so, he, you know, he didn't sit there and go, oh, you say, I can't pray. Well, I'm going to, Pray on the street corner, and I'm gonna get a gonna, uh, a horn. Yeah. Or a, a, what's what's the word for it? Like a like the a projection horn yeah. or whatever. So he wasn't <laughs> nothing per- against anyone who uses projection horns, but yeah, loud know. speaker. He wasn't purposely going. He wasn't out, doing that normally, you know. Yeah, going out to try to prove anything. He just simply was saying, "This is what I do to serve God. This is what." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm supposed to do, and I'm not going to let anybody change that. Right. And I think in these times when it looks uncertain or even for us that right now, you know, thankfully our our governor has been favorable towards the churches. Even yeah. when he recommended a, a shutdown of the state, there was never a, an, an executive order ordering churches to be closed. They were actually still considered essential Mm-hmm. Right. Places of worship were considered essential. Um, so Which I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> you know, and um, but what you know, one thing that I think is important for those of us that are in positions where, you know, we're we're not 
our churches are not under attack. It's important for us to not just sit back and be like, oh, well, life's good for me. No, we need to like take an active yeah. thing. We need to pray for our fellow believers in these other areas. Yeah. And, um, and just make sure that we are speaking the word with boldness. Pray for God to give us boldness because we, you know, we're not being restricted, you know, and let's right. take advantage of that, you know. And, um, and then for those that, you know, are in, in those situations, I mean, again, also devote time to prayer, um, and, and, uh, and like you said, like Nathan said, you know, know that God will take care of you Mm -hmm. in that situation. I think of, um, it just made me think of Psalm 91 where it says, um, it's a, it's a Psalm where he talks a lot about, um, protection, um, but at the end, it's it's the uh, the Lord talking about um, about the people who put their trust in Him. And it says in fourteen through sixteen, it says, "Because He has set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver Him. I will set Him on high, because He has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him with long life. Will I satisfy Him and show Him my salvation?" And so I just thought of that when you're talking about there, and it's. You know, simply saying that when you're honoring God, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and and Daniel, he said he will honor you because you've known Mm -hmm. his name. He -hmm. will deliver you time and time again. You see where he brought people out of those situations where, you know, Paul, the chains fell off when he was praising God in prison. Peter had the miraculous escape with the angel leading him out. All these things where they were in these situations, but because they were honoring God, he Mm -hmm. let them out. Yeah. So, yeah. And the cool thing with Nebuchadnezzar, he, um, you know, kind of had a shaky, uh, <laughs> shaky road, but yeah, but th- that actually was a testament to him mm-hmm. with yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when he saw, um, you know, God deliver them out of the fiery furnace. He ended up believing in God. Yeah, and. So that's a cool thing that to know, like when you follow God first, like I said, you know, like we said in scripture, we see that following God is going to, doesn't mean that you just go and you're this rebel, but in some situations you will be. Like some situations you have to, to stay. honor God or honor them like then you, you have to be god a rebel first yeah. yeah yeah and in that situation god can actually use that to minister to the person that yeah that and, and i think even with this yeah, case of shadrach Dar- meshach and abednego didn't he say that uh, nobody no nobody served this idol in fact everybody needs anyone to serve the god of shadrach meshach and abednego yeah, i think he said Same anyone who speaks speaks evil of, yeah. of that God's going to be cut to pieces in his house made a dunghill, I think is, I think that's after Shadow of Meshach and Abednego. Yeah. Either that, or it might be, that might be. I don't know. I don't know. Dan I'm not sure. But yeah. I know like Darius had a si- similar situation where he's like, hey. Um, don't pray to me anymore. Um, yeah. I can't save you from the mouth of a lion. Pray yeah. to Daniel's God. Yeah. yeah. Darius, he said, I make a decree that every dominion, of my kingdom must tremble in fear the God of Daniel. So mm-hmm. afterwards, he's like, okay, yeah. we're going to you know, mm-hmm. honor Daniel's God now. 
Yeah. As your boldness can be the very thing that leads people to Christ when they see that you're bold for him and that he's honored you because you're bold for him, they could say, hey, this is what I need. And that mm-hmm. leads them, or he, he really is real. He must yeah. be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, in America, we have been so blessed that we can speak the word freely and, you know, without restriction. And, you know, I think it's important to recognize trends that there may be that trying to be changed but i think it's also important to hold tight to these stories in the bible because if you know continue in prayer you know but if if something happens where all of a sudden you know our freedom to preach the gospel has a restriction i think it's important for us to be ready to follow what God says and take comfort in the fact that us following what God says can change laws. It can Mm, change things. It can, it can make a difference in our world. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, shall we close in prayer? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, father, I come to you in Jesus name and father, I pray for everyone who is uh, listening to us. Father, Lord, I ask that you would give them a boldness this week, Lord, to um, to preach your word, Father, and to speak your word more boldly, Father. I ask that you would um, encourage them, especially uh, anyone who might be in an effect, uh, affected area, Lord, uh, where this law goes into effect, that they would be encouraged, Father, to, to um, still honor you, Father, in spite of what their government may say, Father. Um, and uh, ask that you give them wisdom, Father, of how to of how to go about it properly, Lord. And uh, I uh, ask that you keep everyone safe as they go about their week. And um, I thank you for these things, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, as a, a quick reminder, as always, we do have if you anything you want to. Tell us about or send our, our way. We have the email 3pks at ibound.org. It's the, uh, the number three. And then we are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, YouTube. And then we link to it on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. You can check us out there. Leave us a comment. Send us a remark of some kind, a question, whatever you got for us. And hey, tell, tell a friend. Send them, to, send them to a platform. Send them our way. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you later.